Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you. It's part and parcel of following Christ that at times you will be misunderstood. This especially applies to pastors. We pastors are often reluctant to talk about what it's like to be a pastor, lest we seem to be self-serving. But today, I share this talk with you for the good of the body of Christ. You need to know what God's Word says about the ministry of those who are tasked with leading local congregations. Most people know what their doctor's job is, what their barber's job is, what their mechanic's job is, but too many Christians don't really know what their pastor's job is. The fact is, many people imagine that the job of the minister is to please them, to conduct himself in such a way that the members of the church are happy and satisfied, even entertained. That's not the pastor's job. First of all, it's good to know what the word pastor means. It is simply a synonym for shepherd. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Of course, Jesus is the chief shepherd. Those who stand before the church and teach the word of God are his under-shepherds. They will give account to him someday for how they conducted themselves in Christ's church. A shepherd's job is to guard, to guide, and to feed the flock. Paul began his letter to Timothy by saying, As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. There were false teachers in Ephesus who were leading the church astray. Timothy was charged with rebuking those teachers and putting a stop to their deception. In this way, he guarded the church. One of the pastor's most important responsibilities is to be alert, to be on guard against false teaching. We would rather not think so much about these things. They are unpleasant, but that's what ministers are called to do. We're called to watch out for predators who will savage God's flock. To the Ephesian elders, the apostle solemnly said, "'Pay careful attention to yourselves.'" and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Then the shepherd is to lead the flock. Jesus said, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He goes before them. In other words, He leads by example. Paul said to the Corinthians, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. 
The life of the true under-shepherd should be a pattern for those under his care. His life of prayer and devotion, the way he shuns greed and materialism, show the church how to truly follow Christ who laid down his life for us all. Finally, the pastor is to feed the sheep. The food, obviously, is the Word of God. 1 Timothy 4, 13 and 14 says this, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. In the early church, a dispute arose concerning the fair treatment of the widows whom the church was supporting. To solve this issue, Peter said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. These first deacons were appointed so that the apostles could devote themselves to prayer and to the teaching of the word of God. No doubt Peter remembered well the words of Jesus spoken to him by the lake, feed my sheep. I imagine that the fresh memory then of his denial of Christ burned this exhortation into the soul of this big fisherman. He determined that he would indeed feed the flock of God out of a deep and genuine love for the one who had given up his life for the sheep, the Lord Jesus Christ. Even ministry to widows could not take him away from this awesome responsibility given him by the Savior himself. Now, it's important to remember that the office of the pastor is part of a list given in Ephesians 4. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. These offices or ministries are gifts to the church that Jesus gave when he ascended up to the Father. They are the way Jesus guides the church until he comes again. Your pastor will never tell you that he is God's gift to the church, but actually he is. God spoke through Jeremiah the prophet and said these beautiful words, And I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I certainly hope that I am a shepherd after God's heart. There are struggles in the life of the pastor that his people never see. That's why you need to pray daily for the one who feeds you God's word. He wants to be that man after God's own heart. And the devil is constantly there by his side to tell him what a failure he is. After listing the pieces of the armor that every Christian must put on for the fight we are engaged in, Paul said that we should pray at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert 
with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. The man of God must be bold in his preaching. He must preach in love, but he must not hold back anything that is profitable from the Word of God. There's often a temptation to avoid the hard sayings, the unpleasant topics that may ruffle the feathers of some who hear. God forbid that any preacher of the gospel should ever succumb to such a temptation. Luke tells us in Acts 4 that the believers were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. They turned their world upside down. How we need such boldness today. Milk toast preaching and happy talk is not going to get the job done. We need the fiery boldness of the Holy Spirit, the preaching that brings the fear of God into the hearts of people or else this world will continue on its path to hell. Let me close with that powerful charge of Paul to Timothy in his very last letter. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Christian friend, pray for your pastor and for all those who stand before the people of God week by week. Your life depends on it. Heavenly Father, as a pastor myself, I am struck with the fear of God to think of these truths from your word, knowing that we ministers, we who teach, will have a stricter judgment than those who listen to us. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. And help me to be a man after God's own heart, a man that's pure in heart, that can preach the word of God faithfully, that lives will be changed, the church will be strengthened. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, the good shepherd of the sheep. Amen. Thank you for listening, dear friend. If you'd like to get a hold of me, please email me at father.danjones.com at outlook.com. May God bless you richly.